You're listening to Senior Style Guide's Real Talk Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Black. We hope you enjoy today's episode and be sure to hit that follow button so we can connect. Today, Michelle and I are going to talk about something that is a little close to our hearts. Yes. We're a little excited about this, right, Michelle? I am, yes. It's called Hook, Line, and Sinker, the do's and don'ts of pursuing potential clients. Mm -hmm. And Michelle, we've talked about the law of attraction before and how we're going to find our our client and how we're going to get them to book with us and how it's a fine dance. Mm -hmm. I, I mean... 10 years ago, the rules changed. There were different rules of engagement. Sure. You would get the inquiry and the phone number and you could just pounce. You could just call them. Today, not so much. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with consumers being much more savvy these days. Um, Consumers expect a certain... uh, experience shall we say it's not it's not it's no longer just about calling a number and getting some information about a company and making a decision I think consumers expect that there's going to be a certain level of experience for them and I think it's just because of how we've evolved as a society and how we think of customers and customer service. It's changed a lot over the last 10, 20 years. Oh, absolutely. Everything's changed. And it's also how we attract them. The The rules of engagement, again, have changed. It's about, are we going to be vulnerable? Are we going to share parts of ourselves with them? I know that on Facebook, because my moms are my target client, because I I provide the experience for the moms. I'm always putting out, you know, things about myself, things about my life, sprinkled in with some photos. I get vulnerable. I'm awkward. I'm goofy. I do that on Snapchat as well. I'm really guilty about not doing it as much on Instagram anymore, even though my actual client is on Instagram. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, But that works for you. And that works for you because of who your target client is, who you're appealing to, and they want to see that side of you. They want to see you being goofy and funny and and silly and, and saying the things that you say and being yourself. Whereas for me, um, I actually very rarely show my face on social media at all. And so why does that work for you and why does what I do work for me? It really boils down to who our ideal client is. And once you know who your ideal client is, how do you attract them? And I think that's what we're going to get into today. I know, right? It's all about attracting them. And and you can use this in any aspect of your life. Like we've done the dating analogy. You and I have talked about that. And I love that analogy, by the way. I know. I have have a little like analogy for you and for our listeners that (laughs) I think will be fun to think about and and I guess 
you know, kind of put that or morph it into how it can work for your business too. Yeah, I love the light bulb moment where it all comes together and you're like, oh, I could be doing that in my business right now. Oh, I'm doing that. I shouldn't be doing that. Oh, no, it's a no-fly zone. Yeah. So tell me about your analogy. Okay, so just to give you a little backstory, um, I came across this uh, video the other day, and I've kind of already been doing this in my business, but it gave me the idea of how to really like bring this home for our listeners. <laughs> um, so... He was actually talking about how to flirt. And I think it was kind of like geared towards people who maybe are like, well, you know, like, how do you talk to somebody? And how do you, you know, maybe they felt like a little awkward or whatever. Um, but the things he was saying, it just made me realize like, oh my gosh, this is kind of what I do in my business. And kind of, I mean, like, yes and no, I'm not like actually flirting with my customers, just to be clear. Um, but I think it just really is more about like, instead of just, you know, here's M Michelle Cuppy, here's what I do. Here's my number. If you want to get in touch, there's much more of a dance going on than anybody realizes. I mean, I realize it, but the people who are, you know, attracted to my work and things like that, they don't realize that there's a dance going on. And that's exactly how I want it to be. I don't want them to ever feel like following me on social media or, you know, whatever is, is going to lead to me like actively, like seriously pursuing them and trying to track them down and forcing them to be my clients. It's like the Facebook friend. You accept the friend request and instantly you've got a direct message or a Facebook message from them. Hey, <laughs> what have you been up to? Hey, no, I just accepted the friend request. We're oh. not to that step yet. <laughs> well, I love that you said that, you know, like we're not to that step yet. What is that in you that, that feels that way when somebody immediately reaches out to you like, Hey, oh my gosh, how are you? Oh, by the way, and have you heard that I'm selling this product now? If you want to get a sample, let me know. Like, what is it about that that is an immediate turnoff for you? What does that say about that person? They're desperate. You? Yeah, they're desperate. And I'm a transaction. But you're a transaction. Exactly. You're an end to a means for them. Yes. And when we feel like that, when we feel like we're a transaction, then we don't feel valued. I'm not special. I'm just whatever it is that you need for me to be in this moment. I'm a credit card number. Yeah. And nobody wants to feel devalued like that. So let's take it a step further. Let's pretend like you're in a bar. Okay. And you're back to being in your 20s and you're just hanging out there with your friends and... um a guy walks in and he comes up to the bar and you can kind of tell he's looking at you and he's ordering a drink and um, he looks over at you and he might like maybe make some small talk. Immediately, you might think, oh, here we go. Like this guy is going to ask for my number and I've got to like fend him off and oh my gosh, I don't want to deal with this. But instead of asking for your number, he just gives you a little wink and says, oh, by the way, have a good night and just walks away. Yeah, you're left reeling like, whoa, wait a minute. But oh, this is going different than I thought it was going to. Yeah, the roles flipped. Yeah. So that in and of itself 
that's all that had to happen for you to at least think, okay, that guy's different than every other guy that walks up to me in the bar. Whether or not you're interested in him at this point, maybe not, but you have at least noted that this person is not like every other guy. Okay. So you're sitting there, you're kind of thinking about it. Maybe you forgot about him, whatever. Another guy walks up and he's like, hey, what are you doing in here without a guy? Or do you have a guy? What's oh going on? What, uh, you here by yourself? You know, like all those like stupid questions. Come here often? Yeah. <laughs> Gag. And it's just like, oh, okay. So that's what this guy's about. I'm not interested. But he's like, whoa, 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 why so sudden? Why are you not interested? And he just like keeps bothering you and bothering you. And meanwhile, the other guy walks by and maybe like gives you an eye and says something silly or funny like, oh, hey, is this guy giving you trouble? Okay, now wait a second. Now all of a sudden he's put himself in a position of power, right? So not only does he not need you, He's asking you, like, is this guy giving you trouble? He's so, going to help you. He's going to help you. Exactly. Ding, so, ding, ding. Light bulb moment. Light bulb moment. Yes. So not only is he not desperate and he's going to help you, you are now feeling completely different about guy A versus guy B, right? Guy B stands no chance. All of a sudden, guy A... Is he, um, he's moving up in the world, right? Yeah. Like he might in something that, but then he just keeps walking and he goes to the bathroom and you're just the whole time thinking, okay, I got to get rid of guy B because I want to talk to guy A now. And he comes back, but instead of stopping and talking to you, he's back with his friends and he's laughing and he's having fun and everybody's laughing at his jokes over there in the corner. And you're like, what is, I got to go find out more about this guy. And so you kind of make your way over and you might stand in the corner and kind of like try to listen in on the conversation. What's, what's he talking about? That's so funny. Everybody's laughing. And then, you know, your eyes meet and now all of a sudden you're pursuing that guy. Right. Now that's the, the flip. Now the client is pursuing you. And that's what we want. We want to be the person that flips the script so that the client is looking for us. Exactly. Because then they are emotionally invested in us. Yep. And that's the whole, that's the whole point. <laughs> so, so walk me through from the initial email, what it's like at Michelle Cuppy Photography. Mm. Okay. So I guess we have to, I will, I will delve into that, but I do want to just kind of like back up a little bit because by the time they've gotten to me, they've probably already heard from somebody else that I'm this, that, and the other thing. They've probably been watching my stories and my reels and being on Instagram. They've seen my website. Very, very, very rarely does somebody come to me and they've like never heard of me and they just found me on Google. So they already know who I am. And so I think at this point, when they first come to me, it's all about like, okay, crap, can I actually afford her? And so they, even though not everybody says it, I know that most people by the time they get to me are trying to figure out if they can afford the experience. So my job at this point is to 
not only get them the information, but also to further solidify why I'm worth it. So my initial email is going to probably go out, not immediately from the first time I get the message, because, you know, I'm busy, Um, but it's going to go out within 24 hours because I'm respectful of their time. And so the email is going to basically say, hey, you know, so-and-so, thank you so much for contacting me. I'll probably say a little note about like how they found me because usually they say, oh, you know, so-and-so worked with you. And I'll say, oh, that's so cool that so-and-so referred you to me and I'm happy to send you all my information. So then I will go into a little bit about my um, senior magazine. And I will say, you know, the senior magazine is going to be where you're going to find all the information that you're looking for. It's got the details about my process. It's got all the information about the pricing. Um, It's going to walk you through my philosophy on senior photos. Um, So I'm going to send that over to you in this email. I want you to take your time, take a look at it. And once you've had a chance to look everything over and you have any questions, let me know. And... Sometimes in the initial email, they may have said something to the effect of, oh, and by the way, when are you available? Or what's your pricing? Oh, yeah. So if they ask about the pricing, I'll say, oh, of course, you know, you can find the pricing in my senior magazine because I'm not going to keep it a secret. We do have to go ahead and get that information to them um, because if I'm completely out of the ballpark, then they need to know that. Um, So... But then uh, as far as the availability, I'm not going to immediately start listing off dates. Instead, what I'm going to say is after you've had a chance to look this over, let me know. And, you know, if you have questions, we can talk about that. And once you're ready to book, as soon as you pay the deposit, and I don't word it like this, by the way, I don't say pay. I say, you know, like once the retainer's taken care of or something along those lines, then I'll go ahead and, and send you the link and you'll have immediate access to my booking calendar. So when I say immediate access, what that signals to them is that they don't have access to me and what my calendar looks like until they've put in some of the work on their end. I'm not going to always be like, I'll do, do, do for you because you've got to get them to invest back in you. Um, So after they've done their investment of spending time learning about my process, learning about my company and how I work, and then they're ready to move forward, then I'm going to give them all that access to me. Exactly. Because if in that initial email... You spew, here is my client magazine. Here are my prices. I have August 18th, 19th, 20th, September, da, 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 October, November, December. If you throw all that at them, they really don't have a reason to keep doing the dance with you. It makes you sound almost desperate. Yeah, it can come across as desperate. Or transactional. Yes, because then you're, you're going back to pursuing them. Whereas if I'm saying to them, hey, you know what? Take your time. Look this over. If we're a good fit, I'll find a date for you. Don't worry. You know, Um, I'm not going to start saying things like book now, hurry up. I mean, at least for me, that doesn't work with my ideal client. My ideal client is a person that is used to being catered to. 
um, and they're used to making their own decisions, you know. So um, what I'm saying to them is if I'm responding to you and I'm giving you this information and and we want to move forward, then, you know, I will take care of you. That's what I'm saying by the way that I word that. You're being the guy in the bar. Yeah. You're being helpful. I'm helpful. Right. So when they inquire with me, I'll answer their questions, minus the dates, obviously, because, well, that's part of the consultation when they come and meet me after they've paid their deposit for me. But I end it with a tip. And I did this for Sticky Albums. It was for their Sticky Email series where... 10 things to know about a senior photographer before booking them. And I always end it with this one tip. Whomever you book, please make sure you see an entire gallery of a session at least, not just what is presented on social media. Because, and I don't say this, obviously, but but the thought process behind that is you want to make sure it's consistent. You want to make sure that there are 42 amazing images, not just the one or two that they posted on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever you found them. And that that's just, I want to leave them with some educational tip because they are out there looking for a photographer. Maybe it's their firstborn and they don't know what to do. Maybe they see someone and go, oh, hey, yeah, that image looks great. Oh, they're really inexpensive. Let's book them. But in my experience, it's never a compliment to be called cheap. So you don't want to be the cheapest. You want them to be invested in you. And so I leave them with that one little piece of education for them to have moving forward with whomever they book. So I don't think it really matters what you say in that tip, but it's the fact that you are being helpful even though they haven't booked you yet. So you're saying you matter, you're valuable, And I care about you regardless if you come to me or not. I care about you as a human being. If you're not going to use me, at least make sure that whoever you do use, you do the research and make sure that they have a a consistent gallery throughout. That in and of itself is huge. And it's such a small thing, but it is so huge. I want to be the guy in the bar. I want to be helpful. And, and who knew that dating could just transcend everything, insert whatever business and the flirting, everything. It's, it's, how, it's the law of attraction, how you're going to secure that client or that date or what have you. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're trying to secure a mate, a client, whatever it is, we're all human beings. And it works no matter what it's for. And I think, you know, especially like thinking about this in terms of not being like manipulative, like I believe you, Vicky, actually do care about these people and making sure that they make good decisions about who they choose. You're not just saying that because you're trying to like manipulate them into being a client. No, I have kids and I would not want to book the wrong photographer. I would not want to see one or two great, amazing images on Facebook and nothing else to back it up. Because if I got into that session, I sit down at the ordering session and then suddenly it's a bait and switch and nothing looks like what I saw. No, I don't want that. I don't want that for anybody. Yeah. And I think that your authenticity and... um comes across you know so when you're thinking about this and you're 
you're, you know, thinking about like what to put in your emails and how to, you know, talk to um, potential clients. Remember that these are people and, you know, you have to care about them for real, not just so that you can get what you want out of it. And when you do that, when you put that out into the world, I promise you it comes back tenfold. It will come back to you. I believe that you fire what you wire. Ooh, explain that, Vicki. Whatever you're putting out there is what's going to come back to you. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, that can be applied to anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could get really philosophical here. <laughs> we could definitely put a lot of people on the therapy couch with that one. <laughs> if not ourselves. <laughs> so tell us, what is your hook, line, and sinker? We want to know. Oh, goodness. Well, I guess I haven't really thought about it being like, um, I haven't thought about it that way, but now that we're talking about it, I guess for me, it, it originally, um, well, I guess I would say from the, from the beginning of the whole process, I have to make sure that I'm dealing with my ideal client. And it took me a long time to figure out who my ideal client was. Maybe some people jump in and they're like, oh, I know exactly who I'm trying to, to, you know, work with. And, um, so it took me a little bit longer, but once I realized who my ideal client was, I realized how I need to behave, um, on my, you know, like just in general, like on my website, um, social media. And, um, so I guess that's my, that's my hook. Is that what you're trying to, is that what you're saying? Like, how do I initially hook them in? And for me, it's all about like a little bit of a, of, I guess, hmm. Sometimes I'm like so hard with like it's so hard to like come up with words for how I do things because you know like everything is so like in your brain in my brain yeah but um but I would I would say that the okay like let's talk about for example um one particular client because I I think it helps me to like you know really break it down okay so I just had um somebody reached out to me and who wanted to book me for his son's senior photos. And I normally don't connect with parents first, but I think this was like a perfect example. So he came in for headshots and, um, I did something really unique for him. I kind of went like above and beyond for his headshots and he just loved them. He couldn't believe that like I took such good care of him for his headshots. Um, and then, you know, I kind of just like, I have seen him looking at every single one of my stories now he's, he, he's fascinated by like, obviously what I'm doing because, um, normally, you know, somebody's not like watching my stories all the time every day, unless, you know, they're really fascinated by what I'm doing. Um, but what was it that initially drew him in? If I had just taken a quick shot and like every other, you know, like headshot photographer, um, and not like herded him, him like cattle. Yeah. And Next. asked him what exactly he wanted and what he was using it for and all of that stuff. Would he have ever remembered me to like, go check out my Instagram? I mean, this is like, this is never. Like, yeah. No, I mean, this is a 40 something year old man who's, who's actually, um, in our town. He's, he's, actually been voted 
like six years in a row, um, best TV personality on the news. So he's a big deal. And um, anyway, so he came back to me like a couple months later and wanted more images. And so I sold him some more images, but I didn't, I didn't budge on my pricing because I said, you know, like what I'm worth per digital image. And maybe it might seem like a lot to some people, but like what I sell my digital images for, he basically just purchased two digital images and went on his way. Um, and then, but like he's still, even though now he has all my digital, all the digital images he needs, he's still engaging with me on Instagram. And I finally just got like the sweetest email from him. He's like, you know, we are just so impressed by you. You're so um, creative. We love, you know, like my wife and I love looking at like your work. We're just so amazed by like what you're doing. And we're actually moving to Northern California, but we really want to have you take our son's senior pictures before we go. Did not ask about prices, did not ask my what my availability was. Is there any way that we can book you before we move? And that is like, to me, what my ideal client, my ideal client is, is someone who is so kind of like emotionally invested in who I am and what I do and my work that they don't just hoping that it's gonna, it's that they can make it work. They don't read off the right side of the menu. Oh, what does that mean? You look at the price first. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) They're emotionally invested in you. They know they have to have you. Yeah. You did the hook, the line, the sinker. Yeah. With this gentleman. Yeah. So I guess what I'd say is that it wasn't just that um, he had that initial experience with me. It was also that I've been producing engaging content all these months since that happened. I mean, that was six, eight months ago and constantly producing content that is interesting and that people want to come back to and see, oh, what's Michelle doing now? So my ideal client is someone who really thrives on highly artistic, engaging content. Um, and they are inspired by what I produce. They That's words that I frequently hear. You're such an inspiration. Your work is so inspiring to me. So if I'm then like getting on there and, you know, telling funny jokes and being goofy and stuff like that. That's not you. That's that's not not the persona. Exactly. That's not me. That could totally be somebody else. And their ideal client is very attracted to that. Um, And so I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm not actively pursuing people per se, but I am constantly producing content that I know that they're attracted to. You're not just attracting your ideal client. You're attracting your authentic client because this is a big thing that I constantly say to people. The person you are online is the person they're going to meet. There's no bait and switch when they meet you. They already know They get a feel. You say you're not out there doing this, but you are in a different creative way, in a way that expresses you. 
And so they already have a really good idea of who they're going to meet. It's not a blind date by the time they inquire. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's not a blind date by the time they inquire. Um, I think if you, if it's a blind date by the time they inquire, then all you're going to get is what are your prices? You're going to get serial daters. Yeah. That's all you're getting. Like, are you going to be able to do this for less than 250 is my question. Well, so-and-so <laughs> does it for that. Yeah. Well, then you need to book so-and-so. If so-and-so is not available, there's Craigslist. Yes. That's not who you want to date. That's not no. who you want to get into. A that's client. the guy that won't call you back. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's going to be your problem client. 100%. Absolutely. Um, they're not going to be happy. They're going to pay $200 and be absolutely furious that the photos weren't up to their expectations. You know, that's, that's not what we want to be doing. Nope. And, um, so actually like, do we have time for one more story? Absolutely. We have all the time in the world. Okay. Because you're stuck here on my couch in the <laughs> office. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, okay. I had another senior. I shot her two years ago. And her brother came along for the session. Um, two years younger than her. And he's special needs. So um, that was something that I hadn't experienced before, but I wanted to make sure that the family knew that everything was totally cool and that I was happy to have him there. And I made sure that he knew I was happy to have him there too. And I think that that was so huge for them um, because I know that with people who are disabled, um, a lot of times people treat them as if they don't exist. So I made a point to talk to him and I had no idea what his level of cognition was. Um, he doesn't appear to be very high functioning, but I'm like, I'm not going to make assumptions. You just never know how much people understand. Turns out he understands a lot. And he has been talking about using me as a senior photographer every single day since. Can you believe that? I had no idea. It's all about kindness. It blew my mind. So they come back to me and booked me for his senior session and it was a blast like this kid although he again does not appear to be really you know like cognitively high functioning he's hilarious like dry sense of humor I mean I'm just like oh my gosh like I'm so bummed that I can't do like another shoot with this guy. He is so funny. He told me he's going to invite me to his uh, graduation party, though. <laughs> that is awesome. And again, it wasn't a blind date. They already knew he was invested in you. Yeah. Because yeah. you put it out there, your authentic self. Your authentic self. And your yep. creativity was shining through it, even though you say you don't really actively try on social media to attract your clients you already are by not actively attract yeah well I mean that's kind of like who my ideal client is too mm -hmm. right so my ideal client doesn't want to be pursued exactly you exactly. know exactly they are very um discerning kinds of people who make their own decisions and, um, and I know that about them. And so you'll very rarely, ever, I mean, I never post about like what my availability is coming up, how many dates I have left or anything like that. Um, but I do want to reiterate that that doesn't mean that that doesn't work for other people. I know right. that works for you. It works for me. It works for a lot of people, but 
again, it's the type of client you're attracting. I'm working on attracting the moms. You're working on attracting primarily the actual client, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. See, totally different scenario. Yep. Totally. But I love that. I I love that we can all have different clients and, you know, um, think about this from a standpoint of other professions too. Mm -hmm. Like for example, a teacher and, you know, I know a lot of people go to school for education, but not everybody goes into teaching kindergartners or to teaching, you know, 10th grade chemistry. We kind of have to like hone down who we are going to be working with. And a lot of it not only depends on what our interests are, but like what we're good at, you know, or what we find where we're comfortable, our comfort zone. Yeah. And and not that we always have to stay right in our comfort zone, but like I really love doing like super artsy, you know, moody photography. And that's not going to necessarily appeal to everybody. I mean, it's definitely not going to appeal to everybody. And I've, the more I have done um, that kind of work, I've seen myself like lose a lot of followers and gain a lot of followers. So, right. That's a good sign to me because that means that the people who were here just to see like cute photos pop up every once in a while are now leaving, but the people who appreciate what I'm doing now instead are coming. And, you know, back to what I said earlier, which I didn't correct myself at the time. I said, fire what you wire. It's wire what you fire. So what you're wiring, you're firing. So you're putting out those images. You're losing people who are not reciprocating that, but you're gaining the ones who are invested. It's like, if you lose someone from your newsletter, they weren't invested in you and your business. Yeah, I mean, you could- And it's okay. Exactly, it is okay. And why is it okay? Because, I mean, if you wanna take it back to the dating reference, if someone's not interested in you, okay, yeah, if they don't call you back, maybe it stings for a day, but isn't it better- that they left instead of dragging it out for three years, knowing that you're not the one only to break up with you and marry like the next girl that they date. You know what I mean? Cause they're just not that into you. Exactly. And I think that's so hard for people. I mean, that's a whole movement, right? Like he's just not that into you. That was like a movie and a book and sex in the city reference. You gotta yeah. love the sex in the city series. I love it. Can't yeah. get enough of it. But we do have to accept that we're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And believe me, Vicki, it has been very hard for me to get to this point in my life where I really can say I do totally accept that I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And you have to be okay with that. That's where the real growth happens. Yeah. Okay, everyone, we want to hear from you. Hit us up. Tell us what your hook, line, and sinker is and how you utilize that in your business. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye guys. That's a wrap for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. We realize there are so many podcasts out there that you have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you are joining us and giving up a part of your day and ultimately just joining in on part of the conversation and the community. In addition, make sure you are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group. 
where photographers from across the globe contribute, give their input and their advice and share their experiences to help other photographers grow and learn. We would love for you to join us over there as well. We look forward to seeing you become part of the conversation. If you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button below, please take a second to do that. It makes sure you keep up to date on all the content that we are putting out there. And we have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you throughout the year from industry leaders and members of the Senior Style Guide community. Thank you for joining us, and we cannot wait to have you as part of our community and listening to future episodes.